hello, hello, and welcome to episode 118 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Miracle. Good morning, Jacob. How's it going? I mean, I'm glad you're wearing pants because it's hot enough to not wear well, pants. Well, I mean, ideally I wouldn't be in a situation like this, but I'm kind of forced to. <laughs> Rules. Yeah. Masks and pants. What What else do you it's require ridiculous. from Next us? People. Know, next thing there's going to be shirts and socks. I mean, I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> it's, it's very difficult. So I have to ask, because it's very exciting, have you watched Hamilton on Disney Plus yet? I have begun to watch Hamilton. Like, so How do you begin and not just finish? Because it's two hours and 40 minutes long. and It an flies hour. by. Yeah. It, it's The good thing about musicals is you can jump in and out a lot of the time. So I'm just like jump, I pausing it between songs. Not because they were unenjoyable, just because I, you know, I don't want to get stuck here watching the whole thing. I guess. And You'll I, sit and watch like three RoboCops in a row, I feel, or something, but well, you won't finish Hamilton. Well, the three RoboCops have good sound mixing because, man, my one gripe is that whoever did this, the mixing, you got to turn down those the music a little bit, guy, because I cannot understand. I didn't really catch that. Marquis de Lafayette, I don't know what David Diggs is saying a lot of the time, and that's not because of his accent. It's just because he's drowned out most of the time. I mean, it's fast. It was kind of like that live as well. Like, there's yeah. definitely some of the fast stuff that you're like, nope, lost it. Especially when people are singing at the same time. That's right. why musicals, you have to watch multiple times because you're like, I heard pretty sounds, but I didn't hear any of the I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I did like, though. I was mm-hmm. digging uh, digging those King George songs. Like, I was all in. Oh, that's so funny. Like, that's more traditional musical theater. That's that's my jam right there. Jonathan Groff is so good, too. Is he's that his such name? A, okay. Yeah, he's such a Broadway. He, um, oh, speaking, that's funny. He was on Glee. Which is all in the news now because that poor actress from Glee oh, that yeah. is now kid, missing. Her and her kid are both missing, presumed dead. Her kid's not missing. Oh, I thought he was. I thought no, he that's off the who, boat. No, they found him in the boat alone. Oh, okay. And she was not in the boat. Oh, well, that's that, that's even, almost even worse, actually. Yeah, it's, it's real bummer times. So, um, yeah. It, it gonna... fits into 2020. We, get, we start off with a nice bummer story <laughs> after we talk about it's, Hamilton. It's true. <laughs> There's no other way to do it. I just hope in the future they don't make Hamilton into like some gritty movie because they like love everything is rebooting you know what i mean they're always making something that's true that's true i i think you're you're definitely something to be worried about i got a feeling like that is gonna happen yeah in the near future but on the streets in the future and you're like it doesn't even make sense like i don't understand what what you're doing why are we doing drone shots in a movie by alexander hamilton that everything old is new again so (laughs) i would say that is really true now i mean if you have turned on your TV or scrolled through any streaming service anytime recently, you know that that old adage of everything old is new again has it, never been more accurate. I mean, all everything has been done before. It's like just on repeat at this point. There's yeah. nothing new. I mean, people love to reboot like classic or favorite TV shows. I mean, Fuller House came back, Mad About You. I did not watch those, but I wasn't into those. <laughs> Don't worry, nobody watched Mad About You. In the real you. time, but... I think a lot of stuff is recreated for a more modern day audience. And it can be fun to watch your favorite characters come back again. Yeah. Sometimes that that works. But I would say when it comes to reboots, maybe the best is yet to come because sometimes I hate them, but it looks like there's a lot of good stuff coming. Well, judging by what's come so far this year, and for the most part, there hopefully there's something good coming because Call of the Wild, Doolittle, Fantasy Island, Scoob. That Call great. of the Wild trailer personally offended me. 
CGI dog. That CGI dog. I was like, I'm sorry, is this the first CGI movie that's ever happened? Yeah, it's like, what am I watching? Like something from the mid 90s here? What are we talking about with this dog? 100%. So hopefully future shows avoid any of that terrible CGI. If you haven't, I'm not recommending seeing that movie, but like if you haven't seen the trailer, please do just to be like, why would you make a dog make facial expressions that it is unable to make in real life? It looks yeah. really stupid. Yeah, it looks terrible. Or why would you not use a dog's body and put a CGI face on it and then you got yourself a good hybrid? But no. Yeah. No. So I figured today we can talk about some new reboots that are coming that maybe sound good or are looking good or at least interesting and yeah, I think we'll interesting. probably be disappointed but maybe we won't be well there's gonna be some fun ones in here that i think you're gonna hate the the very <laughs> idea of but i think some of them you might be interested in that sounds right so i'm gonna start with the one that i found the most interesting the wonder years is being rebooted with a black family by abc that's an interesting choice. It's interesting. So everyone knows this much beloved yesteryear TV series. Um, I think at least this is a creative change. It could lead to an entirely new perspective. So um, they made a ABC made a pilot. So I'm not even sure if the show is going to be is going to be picked up yet. But I, I would think that if they announced it and with the pedigree, it's almost certainly getting picked up. That's usually true. So the Wonder Years was a 1988 coming of age. Let's call it a dramedy that ran for six seasons. It starred Fred Savage as a middle class suburban teenager. Um, and then he was growing up during the late 1960s and early 70s. The revival will be set during the same time period, except it will focus on a black family in Montgomery, Alabama. Mm. So the official description of the show, um, I pulled this line, is how a black middle-class family in Montgomery, Alabama in the turbulent late 1960s, the same era as the original series, made sure it was the wonder years for them too. I so I don't know, it's a weird... I don't think I'm going to watch that one, man. That seems like that's going to be a pretty intense... Well, I mean, Alabama was the site of so many significant events well, during that... the civil rights movement so i don't know it could be it could be really interesting to see their experience is going to be so crazy different than the original show sure but then i'm kind of like why is it the wonder years why not just make a different show yeah, <laughs> like about the same thing but i guess it's the name recognition well yeah because it kind of implies that you're gonna have some cutting out similar to the tone of the original show and that doesn't seem like what they're going for the like maybe they want to have the same tone but it seems like that would be more difficult but i think fred savage is a part of it like i think he's a producer or something like that so yeah. that might be why they kept the whole title yeah maybe well i, I think I, maybe i would check out one or two i have a hard time watching anything that on network ABC's, it's TV. 20, the 24 episode format it's a killer I yeah can't, and can't be following i don't it. even understand commercials anymore so well that's tough we'll see how it's gonna go i'm sure we'll eventually have to watch the pilot it's at least interesting so yeah what else is coming okay uh this one i noticed i think you were gonna kick out of this one um one of your favorite early 90s movies based on a book is getting remade that's right the witches is coming back with another uh remake coming next year oh the witch oh no i love that movie wait 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 I that was the did. movie that was where the kid's a mouse he turns yep. in oh with angelica houston mm -hmm. yep that is getting a remake coming next year how do i feel about that tell me more okay so it's going to be starring anne hathaway mm. so it, i don't hate anne hathaway i think she's I don't a good choice anne hathaway. for do you? the angelica houston role i feel like that could be a good she can be 
be like kind of dark. Yeah. She's talented. So I'm interested in it just because of that little one. Because I saw that and I'm like, huh. I'm sorry, is it a movie or a TV show? It's a full length movie. It's a movie. Okay. Yeah, so it's going to be a theatrical release. And they said they're going to try to go darker than the one I from like, the 90s. I like dark. I like dark too. And I'm like, how do you really get darker than that original? Because it was like right on the line of. Like I mean, you can get kid. grosser, maybe, you can get but gross. that's just it. Then it's not for kids anymore if you get too dark. Plus, I don't want them to lose the witch design because I thought that was like the highlight of that movie was oh, how the witches yeah. actually look. Like they have to keep doing oh, that. Yeah. So, I because I guess there's a push to get more Ronald. Uh, Ronald is that how they pronounce it? Ruald. I'm not sure on his name. Uh, oh, Raoul. Raoul. Um, to get more of his work into movies, he's like the next author they're going to start adapting stuff for. But he's got so many. Yeah, but you could just knock him out again and bust out some other weird stuff. With I guess that's actors. true. Um, so The Witches is coming out, so that ought to be good. Okay. Um, and then the last, I'm disappointed about this one, actually. It's not upcoming. It's already happening. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, one of my little favorite guilty pleasure shows. That's going to be ending after the next upcoming season. Yeah, this I year. heard that. So I, I watched the first season, and I got to say that just that show didn't work for me. It's very CW, and the only reason yeah. I'm sucked in is because I watched the other three parts now, so I kind of just have to finish it. I heard that the third season was awful. Was that true or no? It wasn't the best. There was a particularly cringeworthy uh, dance or like um, a dance number. <laughs> well, there are dance numbers throughout the show, but there's like a musical mm-hmm. number that I was like, Ugh, this uh. is like. Not good. <laughs> it was very weird. It to seems watch. like they just kind of ran out of the direction that they were going. I think that it's just like, was she good? Was she bad? Is she going to get dark? Oh, like, I don't know. That's good. Trust me. That's, I don't even want to get into how that's okay. a bigger issue now. But I think, you know, it's got to do with the fact that girl is going to be in big demand in the up in the very near future. Yeah, she's so. great. She's cutie pie. But yeah, go check out those two, everybody. Okay. Um, so I'm really excited for this, and I don't know if it's going to happen on December 18th because I don't know if movies <laughs> are actually a thing anymore, but the um, new adaptation of Dune. Oh, you can bet that's coming out. There's I, no way they push that. I one. mean. That's like Tenet, man. There's like too much money behind it at this point. But they have pushed Tenet like twice. They, well, they're going to keep pushing it until they can release that yeah. bad boy. So the original Dune novel, if you haven't read it, which I cannot stress enough that you should, is a just shining example of sci-fi at its finest. And then there was a 1984 film adaptation from David Lynch, which was which not, is not... Which is not filmmaking at its Yeah, finest. not nearly as well received. Um, although I think it's like a cult classic now. Yeah, I'd say it's got cult status. It's I've still never, not a good I've never seen it, and, but we've talked about that documentary that I told you you had to watch, that Yodorowsky's Dune. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch it? No, oh, I didn't get around to it It's yet. seriously... The best. It's about like the filmmaker and artist Yodorowsky. He wanted to make a Dune film and it didn't happen, but it's all of his ideas and him talking about it. And it would have been the greatest thing, like the most ridiculous, greatest thing that ever happened. You know, I do love ridiculous, great stuff. You really should. If that if that's over in the media room, you should definitely you should definitely grab it. Um in any case, so already having had success in the sci-fi realm with Arrival and Blade Runner, uh, 2049, filmmaker... It, success is relative. It, it, it was a critical success. I wouldn't put them as... I guess that's true, but yeah. they're beautiful films. Be- beautiful so movies. Denise uh, Villeneuve is putting his yeah his stamp on Dune. Night, Even yeah. though what's weird, you know that he's chosen to adapt only the first half of the novel for this movie. I think that's smart. So, I mean, then it has to be a two-parter. They better not put one out like they did with the new Dragon Tattoo movies. And then they're like, okay, we're done. We're not going to make anymore. And I'm no, like, oh. I feel like this one is, they're pretty much 
already set to make two parts to it. I don't. Okay. I don't really think they can pull back on that with how much pre. I really, they have. I really like, I really like the book Dune. And then this, so we have all star lineup. We've got Timothy Chalamet as the lead. Um, Rebecca Ferguson's in it. Oscar Isaac, I love. Josh Brolin. Get Javier Bardem's gonna oh, be in there. Love Javier Bardem. Still in Skarsgård. We're a big fan of. There's a Skarsgård watch. Oh, Jason. Moma, Momoa, Momoa, whatever. It I'm is. sure if um, it's a um, Denis Villeneuve movie, I'm sure Batista's in there. 100% I, I love sure. it. If you don't know about Dune, it's set on like a desert planet, Arrakis, and it's the story of this boy Paul At- Atreides, who's played by Timothy Chalamet, who would become this mysterious man known as uh, Maudib. It's I don't even get into it. Yeah, there's like a noble family. Matter. There's a traitorous plot. There's a spice. They're there's the sandworms. Spice. There's it's space. a great it's a great sci-fi story. It's a classic. There's a reason that people have been talking about it forever. I just hope that when I'm watching it, I don't get that South Park episode where they did a Dune parody because, man. Oh, I don't know it. That is just going to be stuck in my head so much. It's, it's, There's just too many South Park episodes to, that's to, true. to follow. Um, so the next one I'm going to go is a remake of both an awesome cartoon and an even more awesome movie from the 80s. We're talking about the upcoming Possible 2 Masters of the Universe reboots yes. that are coming out. Oh, Michelle, I was so happy to see this. this um, is actually coming also, out. super happy. I will tweet out a picture of how happy childhood Michelle is <laughs> because she was a tomboy and a big He-Man fan. Did you like the uh, the other movie from the eighties, the Dolph Lundgren one? I mean, I think I liked it as a kid because he really looked like He-Man. In my head, I can tell but I'm you, sure it was a terrible movie. I, I can, never went back. I can tell you as an adult, it is a terrible movie, but okay. boy, boy, is it a lot of fun to watch. It's still just as enjoyable. Skeletor is still just scary no matter what. That's Franklin Langella, man. That is Oscar caliber actors. You know, want to know a fun fact about that? It's actually the movie that he said in his entire career he had the most fun making. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so I'm like, I if, am you got, sure. if you got him prepping your movie, go for I it. I think I mentioned this to you before, but... Um, my dad has these great pictures of me as a kid where we like went to the mall when that used to be a thing like He-Man would come and people in costumes would come to the mall for kids to like get the, photos with. The mall, by the way, for the younger audience <laughs> is a place where stores are that you would go and buy stuff. So um, there's like a picture of me and I'm standing like right up against He-Man and I am just like beaming with his smile. And then there's a picture of me in Skeletor and I'm just cautiously like six feet away from him with like my head down looking like upset because yeah. I was like, why am I going to stand next to Skeletor? It's a terrible idea. It's, it's smart. You were wise <laughs> in your young age. Um, but there's two versions of it. There's a movie that's going to be starring Noah Santino. Uh, who was? Oh, he's a cute, yeah, also yeah. a cute guy. Yeah, he was on that uh, P.S. Boys, I Love You, one of the Netflix movies. Um, it's supposed to be directed by the Knee Brothers. I don't know who they are, really. They're no. a lesser known. Um, it was supposed to begin filming um, like in April, but, you know, little COVID thing kind of happened. Oh, so. so it hasn't even started filming yet? No. It, oh, the, wow. The, the problem with it is it's kind of, it was pulled from release and it's kind of sitting on the shelf, so it looks like it's in, it's stalled at the moment, oh, no. which is a little disappointing, but I'm sure they'll get around to it. However, uh, Netflix also has a show, Masters of the Universe Revelation, that Kevin Smith is producing and writing. And that's wow. going to be a self-contained storyline. There's been rumors on that that it's actually a Tila show and not entirely a He-Man show, which okay. is curious But why you would call it Masters of the Universe then. But I digress. To grab your audience. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, Kevin Smith's going to be making one. He's a comic book fan, so you know he's definitely not going to be screwing around with it. Yeah, so. that's true. So go check him out, everybody. And 
Go watch that that classic movie, man. That Should I? Is it going to be ruined for me, though? Is it going to ruin my childhood if I watch Masters of the Universe now? No, because you know it's bad. You're not going into it expecting He's like, it I be- learned only as much English as my lines for Plus, this movie. <laughs> let, let's, let's be honest. You get to look at a 20s, early 20s Dolph Lundgren. Dolph, I'll be real. That man does not do it for me in really? any sense. But he's, I'm surprised he's a good looking. He's a good looking he-man. Okay. Guy's all smart cut i can't believe you don't you don't dig them yeah no i'm not into the blondes okay so the next one um has already come out and here i'm gonna play a little something i think everyone will know exactly what i'm talking about let's do it Oh, oh yeah. there we go. My blood just got chilled a Unsolved bit. Mysteries all the way. Did you not just love the show when you were younger? Oh, it was the best. It was this like, freakiest show that would just come on at 8 o'clock at night. So good. And, I mean, the late Robert Stack was... The, I, mean, I mean, his name became synonymous, I think, with Unsolved Mysteries. He had just, like, that eerily engrossing... Is like a horrifying voice, voice and, man. Like his voice fit the show so much. It was so amazing. So this show has a new reboot. It hit Netflix earlier, maybe this month, I think. I think it was this week, actually, it came out. So. Okay, I started watching it. It's awesome, but it's without a host, which, which is a noticeable absence, but I think that they made the better choice than trying to replace Robert Stack. Yeah, it's kind of like when they put like Jonathan Frakes in the reboot of The Twilight Zone and same thing with Jordan Peele now. It just feels... It's not It's, it's just not the not, same. It's it, not the same at all. So the original run of Unsolved Mysteries lasted 15 seasons wow. from 1987 to 2002. It was on various networks and it has led to more than 260 cases finding resolutions oh, like okay. people actually watch the episodes and call in with information which is amazing it's like the late there was like the glory days of the 90s were like that and america's most wanted were like on and just trying to get people all this is yeah. before the internet so they had to figure out a way to get the it's these out. it's really crazy i know that the new show they're not um planning on going back and with any of the old cases because that show is still running i think on hulu you can watch that, Unsolved that's Mysteries. Not surprising. so they're they're doing like all you know, new cases. Um, they said it's because tips are still coming into the old episodes because people are watching these reruns on Hulu and they still will call in with information, which is like fascinating. Yeah. So their plan is that there's so many new mysteries that they're going to kind of do that and create those stories. And oh. yeah, I think we've watched maybe three or four of them. And yeah, I dig it. <laughs> Is it, are they still busting out the occasional alien story? Or not, yet? not yet. These are ones where, I mean, you know the people are like murdered, but it's mostly like, how do you think that it happened? Like no one has been held responsible. Um, maybe it's a little like, how did his body get there kind of thing, but Everything that you see on like ID and Discovery Network and all that nowadays, everybody, that's based, this is the show that kicked it all off. This is like the first big true crime show. This show used to scare me. I mean, there was a couple episodes as a kid, like I remember sleeping in my parents' room um, after one because it like really, it really, really upset me. Did they keep the theme song? Yes. Sweet. Yes. And- it's the only intro that I don't skip on Netflix. I let it play, and like the last second, they show Robert's face real quickly. Oh, really? It. Yeah. So oh, that's it's, great. it's classic. They did they did a good job with it. So this, I'm giving two thumbs up to this reboot. Check out Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Oh, awesome. I yeah. Can't, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, all right. The next one I'm going to go is a sort of reboot because they all kind of are. Is uh, the upcoming The Batman? 
with as you oh with Batman. As everybody knows on this show, I'm a big, I'm a longtime fan of Robert Pattinson's work. So you know, I am definitely yeah right. <laughs> so I've know, been trying to tell you to get on the Robert Pattinson train. <laughs> I'm with our Pats at this. I point. think after Tenant, you will be for sure. I was. I'm already after the Lighthouse. I'm totally in with the go. Guy. Watch Good Time. You're gonna even, like him even more. Man, even after that last Twilight movie that I saw randomly, I'm like, how do you make six terrible movies and then in the last hour of the last one figure out, oh, I'm going to make my whole movie awesome and we should have been doing this the whole time. I do not know. We'll digress. So the Batman, it's a reboot because they're all kind of reboots. They're all connected. Who Mm -hmm. even knows at this point? But (laughs) it's directed by uh, Matt Reeves who did the uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Big time genre director. So excited about that. Yeah. And boy, this cast, man. Robert Pattinson, Colin Farrell, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, Jeffrey Wright, Andy Serkis, and John Turturro are just some of the people in this movie. That's pretty good. And a lot of them are playing rogues because it's based on the Batman story, The Long Halloween, which is a mystery that happens over the course of an entire year and involves pretty much all of Batman's bad guys at some point or another. So... Very excited to see how they're going to adapt that. There's, of course, a Joker rumor, as there always is in DC movies, and the idea that apparently DC is throwing all kinds of money at uh, Joaquin Phoenix right now to get him to cameo possibly in this Mm. one to set this up in the same world as Joker. Robert Pattinson is so much younger than him, it's kind of weird. Well, it would sort of work out because that's true he was older than batman yeah in the in the mm-hmm. in the joker in the in joker the movie he the time frame the ages would have matched up because this would this is about right. 10 years after that so i forget that so it's definitely look it's going to be good a lot of the dailies looked pretty awesome uh just that cast alone like colin farrell getting to ham it up as the penguin paul dano's going to be skit scatting all over the place as the riddler in there jeffrey wright is your uh yeah, no, commissioner I'm, gordon There's i'm definitely stuff. i'm digging them so go, i, I really wait. like batman i just get kind of tired when it's like another and another mm-hmm. and another and a girl batman and a ben affleck batman and then a this i'm like oh my gosh like, give it a minute the, and since michael keaton's coming back as batman there's a chance that he'll pop up in this movie setting up multi there's I, also a michael keaton batman movie n- not exactly I, I'll explain it to you. It's He's too my favorite Batman, but that's I'll explain just... it. To, yeah, I'll explain it to you off camera because All right, that's man, exhausting. It's complicated. Okay, so another one, and I know that you started this show, and I think I'm going to this weekend. But the new reboot of Perry Mason. Oh, it's great. A show that played from 1957 to 1966, but we're gonna get different here. So this, um, I think this was this was like a series of short stories by Earl Stanley Gardner. Um, that was made into a show. It was a beloved CBS legal drama. Um, Perry Mason is, I think, probably the most famous criminal lawyer in Los Angeles I, after yeah. this. Um, and his whole thing was he like defended dozens of falsely accused people over the course of this long running courtroom drama, and he managed to clear like each and every one of them like during the trial. Usually, the final scenes would be him drawing out the real criminal on the witness stand, which is just hilarious. Yeah. Like he was so good at lawyering that every criminal would finally just be like, "It was me, all right, I did it." And Perry Mason is like, "Got him again." He's like, oh, so. geez, son, you done made a mistake. <laughs> so the HBO. Re- Revival starring Matthew uh, Rise. I, I say, say Rise. Yeah. yeah. Um, takes a decidedly darker spin 
on uh, the source yeah, material. Very, th- this show yeah. looks like True Detective. Yeah. Let's get that vibe. It looks fantastic. The trailer looked great. Less Law and Order, more noir. Yeah. Which oh, I it's, like. it's a noir show for sure. So it's the same Perry Mason, but this is like, he's now, he's a private detective with PTSD from World War One and a drinking problem, and it's set in 1931, and it's kind of like, it's a prequel to the original franchise, so he's not a lawyer yet, he's still this private investigator. Um, and he is just like down and out. He's living on his dead parents' defunct farm just outside of Los Angeles with an old family friend who's a criminal defense lawyer played by John Lithgow. That's always great. the best. And then he hires him to investigate a case. And that's kind of how the show kicks off. Matthew Rye's great actor. Fabulous. I think he'll do great with the kind of darker material. But yeah, this seems really interesting. Like, let's see how Perry became this great criminal defense lawyer oh yeah and it's just so so atmospheric so moody it's like exactly what you want it makes me want hope that they come up with more true detective soon because this is the kind of stuff i want just yeah like this is this is the kind of dark gritty old school drama that hbo is really good at doing so definitely let's get more of that definitely. going all right let's do a couple more before we're done here i'm gonna bust out a couple that i'm gonna put these all in rapid succession because they're all sort of pre-reboots but they're sequels at the same time okay a lot of this idea so these four, Battlestar Galactica, sequel oh. maybe, but if you watch the original series, you know it's, it's so probably it Don't probably is a sequel. So right. that's got a new one coming out on Peacock. So that's it's NBC's putting some money behind it. Uh, the Candyman series that's got a new movie coming out by okay. Jordan Peele. Uh, that's also a sequel to the original grouping of movies. Sequel reboot. It's kind of a weird hybrid that they're doing. Uh, Spawn, your favorite action movie of the mid-90s, I know, <laughs> is getting rebooted mm. by creator Todd McFarlane, starring Jamie Foxx and Jeremy Renner. So they actually got some pretty good actors for that one. And the one that I know you're most excited about because of everything involved, a sequel to Big Trouble in Little China is on the way. Oh, my God. With Kurt? Kurt Russell will probably be in it in some capacity, but it's not a direct sequel. It's like set in the same world. <laughs> Oh, but they went and they went big time on their star. You want to guess who it is? The Rock. That's right. Oh, the that, Rock is going to be in the Big Trouble in Little China that's, remake. That's the wrong energy reboot. for me. I don't know if it is. I feel like if you put him and Kurt Russell in the movie together, that could be a lot of fun. The Rock is too like goofy. What do you remember the original movie? The original movie's pretty goofy. Yeah, I guess that's true. And especially if he doesn't have to play the. It's actually figure. like it's a terrible movie. No, I love Big Trouble in Little China, but like it's, it's, so it's much a fun. terrible movie. Well, it's a John Carpenter movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, usually not great. That's, that's one we can agree on. Where yeah. I'm like, but it is terrible. Go, go check out those four, and then I guess my last one will be Little Shop of Horrors is getting remade, which <laughs> oh, I was no. iffy about it until I saw the cast attached to it, and I got interested. I worried. I know it's very near and dear to your heart. It is, and I looked it up. I'm like, I don't really want to see this, and then I was like, oh, okay, maybe as long as they don't CGI up the plant, it should be fine. Um, so this one is a second remake, obviously, because the original, the 80s one was a remake of the original one from the 60s, <laughs> okay. which, as everybody remembers, was Jack Nicholson's first movie, famously. Mm. Um, but this one is going to be uh, starring Taron Edgerton as Seymour and Scarlett Johansson he's as too, Audrey. He's too cute. They'll he's gla- supposed to be like Do the Harry. Hollywood thing. They'll throw glasses on him. It'll be fine. Oh, boy. And then Chris Evans is also set up to be the dentist in that movie, which I think is kind of inspired casting because I really liked him in um, Scott Pilgrim versus the world playing kind of a smarmy bad guy. So and it's directed by Gre- uh, Greg Berlanti, who was behind the new Sabrina movie. He was a Dawson's Creek Riverdale guy, which 
should some people will get worried when they hear that, but he's actually pretty good at this kind of stuff. He does a lot okay. of musical stuff. It, it's pretty good. I got high hopes. We'll see how it goes. All right. Um, for my last ones, I'll say Party of Five is coming back, but now this is about five children who are forced to adapt after their parents are suddenly deported to Mexico. Oh. So real 2020 <laughs> reboot there. Practical Magic is coming back, but to the small screen. Um, I'm surprised on that one. It's like a prequel to Practical Magic. That's going to be an HBO Max. And then this one, which, I mean, I'm never going to watch, but yet I am excited. Um Saved by the Bell. Oh, man, I did see that. That so, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. That aired from 89 to 93. You you all remember. It feels um, like it was on longer than that. It, really it feels does. like it's on forever because it was on syndication for 1,000 years. But this is going to be on Peacock. And Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Berkley will be reprising their iconic characters. We got A.C. Slater and Jesse Spano. And we're so excited Get it, Jacob? Oh, Jacob, do you I get know, it? I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, I'm going to make sure that you do. It's okay. You're right. It's okay. Everything will be okay. Yeah. I just need one of these. Pills? You mean you really are taking drugs? I need them. Jesse, give me those. I need them back. I have to sing. Jesse, you can't sing tonight. Yes, I can. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so Jesse, Jesse. Oh. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. How acting. has Elizabeth Berkeley not been up for an Academy Award by this point? I mean, with that was just on point. Oh, that scene. Pro- probably Can the most I just famous. remind you that the pills that she is taking are caffeine? Yes, pills. yes, <laughs> caffeine pills, everybody. The ones that you can just get at the grocery, at the <laughs> gas station. She was addicted checkout. and out of her mind. She was strung out of caffeine pills. <laughs> Nowadays, oh people okay. are just making all kinds of funny jokes like, oh, uh, is that all she was on? So <laughs> like, come on. Um, so there's no update on if the original show's breakout stars, Mark Paul Gossinger and Tiffany Thiessen will be joining. But I, I know that Zach Morris up. is still a focal point of the reboot. So it's supposed to be that decades after the original wrapped, Morris is now said to be the California governor who oh, faces backlash from students after closing too many low-income high schools. And to get himself what? out of hot water, he sends the affected students to the highest performing schools in the state, including his old stomping grounds, Bayside High. That sounds terrible. <laughs> sounds that is an awful. So that's a, terrible. But what? I'm so excited. Who came up with that I'm idea? So excited. <laughs> I mean, I'm so scared. Actually, you know what, Mark Paul? Maybe, maybe stay away from this one. Give this one a wide berth, man. You might want to not get yourself involved in it. Remember, oh, never is. talk poorly about Mark Paul. You know he's at, my boyfriend. At least, so. well, I know he can pronounce California, so that already puts him up around some <laughs> recent governors in their history. All right, so those are some of the reboots coming. It's very exciting, and yeah, Jacob, why don't you plug us out? You know what? All these reboots are coming, but you know where you can find the originals? Ooh, where? At your local <laughs> library. We have 37 branches all over Erie County. Some of them are open, some of them aren't. Go to our website, www.buffalolib.org, to find out which ones. And to also check out some of our online things. You get your ebooks, your audiobooks, all that good stuff on there. Don't forget to stop on by there. Uh, and don't forget to listen to us 
well, I guess you can't listen. You got to read on Twitter <laughs> at All Booked Up Pod. Nice one. Thank you. Uh, and come talk to us there. And me and Michelle will always reply to you because we don't have anything to do. <laughs> That's us just sitting around all day. So I was really interested in these reboots and why people are so interested in watching the same things over and over again. And a recent study found that nostalgia can often manifest itself as warm physical comfort, like literally physical comfort. So that's why people are always watching the same things over and over again. In the 17th century, when the Greeks coined the term nostalgia, which originated from nostos, meaning homecoming, and algos, meaning pain, it was actually considered a dubious disease. It was a bad thing. And since then, now it's like fueling power for pop culture and entertainment um, industry. I think the Greeks had it right, maybe. Yeah, it's actually like some people consider nostalgia to be a connection with good memories of the past, but it's clear that nostalgia actually has little to do with memories themselves. And it's the feeling of nostalgia is actually related to emotional states, not memories. So, but it almost seems like in a memory of an emotional state, which is weird. Well, so, me- as we all know, memories are all fake anyway. So that's true. Um, but nostalgia is actually now considered to have m- many really positive mental impacts, and that there are health benefits to it. So it can. They found that nostalgia can boost positivity and creativity. The calming feeling that nostalgia brings can reduce stress. Um, and it can even help with depression as an act of recalling memories. It can prevent loneliness and anxiety, and it is known to help strengthen social skills and personal relationships. Oh. So nostalgia is amazing. Watch all these reboots, I guess, and feel way better. I, I remember one time very specifically, I had deja vu and nostalgia at the same time. I saw The Matrix. It was pretty awesome. I highly recommend you do it. I don't, I feel like <laughs> I feel like there's a joke in there and I don't, I don't like it. I don't approve of this at all. But anyway, thanks for listening and we will catch you next time. Bye.